Welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping leaders move beyond a one ministry mindset to a multiplication mindset. Uh, We've talked over the last several episodes about all kinds of different things. We've talked about laying that disciple-making foundation. We've talked about uh, raising up leaders so that multiplication is possible. We've talked about crock-potting your church and not rushing that public launch. Uh, we've also talked about some very practical nuts and bolts things day to day that once your once your church is up and running that you have to deal with, like speaking every week and how do you prepare messages. And so today, what I want to do is I want to dive in uh, to something that is, I think, an extremely important part of of a church's ministry, and, and that is student. Uh, and uh, and children's ministries. Uh, no matter what type of church you have, whether it's a cafe-style church or whether it's a home church or whether it's a full production Sunday morning service style of, of church, uh, there's always that question is, what are we going to do with children's and, and student ministry? Uh, and that question should encompass more than what are we going to do with them while the adults are trying to concentrate. In other words, where are we going to put the kids to, to basically help us be able to do what we need, what we feel like we need to do? Uh, there should be way more of a plan. Uh, it, that question should really en- encompass the idea of, of how do we grow their faith and raise them up to be disciple makers as well. Uh, what's the path that is going to take them from just beginning to learn about Jesus to becoming leaders and disciple makers who are rooted in their faith, and so that's that's the question. That's what we're looking for uh, as as we plow through this episode. So I'm not going to tell you how to structure a children's ministry or or a student ministry. Um, those are really areas of preference, and I think if you answer the questions that we're talking about today or address the issues that we're talking about today, I think how to structure them. Will, will, will come out naturally. Uh, you, you, you might want to have a, a full stage production, or you might be on the other end and say, well, I, for me, it's all going to be about small groups. There's not going to be any full stage production for, for these ministries. Um, and so, you know, you're going to prefer a different curriculum than we do, more than likely. And so, again, it's an area, that's kind of an area of, of, of preference. Um, but I believe that if we if we'll look at these five issues that we're going to talk about today, it's going to drastically help you uh, to figure out the best way to structure your children's ministry and your student ministry, um, and uh, and I think it's going to really help you think through how you're impacting your children and your students for Jesus. So let's get started. This brings me to the first one, which is identify the goal. Right? You, you got to start with identifying the goal. That may seem simple. That may seem silly. Uh, but before you go looking into curriculum and deciding what form your children's ministry or student ministry needs to take, figure out what you're trying to accomplish at each stage. What is it we're trying to instill in, in, in these kids and, and these students at each possible stage? So by this age, we, we want to uh, see them know Jesus and, and, um, and, and what it means to, um, to, to really live your life for Him. By this age, we want them to start serving others and, and uh, gain a broader understanding of, uh, of the Bible. By this age, we want them to, to be very solid in their biblical worldview and be regularly influencing other people for Christ. You know, what, what are the goals that you have for, for each stage? Sit down with your team and map those goals out in, in each of those stages because that's going to affect what you teach. is going to affect how you structure your ministries. The second thing is this, use the goals that you just came up with to develop a plan for the main things you want taught in each stage. So first you have kind of the overall goals in each stage. So now to reach those goals, what actually needs to be taught? 
As an example, we felt like in our student ministry throughout the years that really they need to be able to answer eight questions in their lives. And if we can teach them and help them really grab a hold of the answers to those eight questions, that they would be very solidly set up for walking out the door and headed to, heading to college. And so uh, it was things like, who am I? So what's your identity in Christ? What's my purpose? Uh, what do I believe and how do I communicate that? So not just what do I believe, uh, first of all, that's a great question because it's not just what, what are we trying to teach you, it's what do I believe? So they have settled what they believe and understand from the Bible and they're comfortable communicating it. So that's a huge, that's a huge goal, right? And so, uh, so those were, those are some of the things that, that we felt like these things have to be instilled in our students before they walk out the door. The third thing from there, a few other things are really important to, to our children's and ministry's philosophy. And, and, and you may find this uh, true as well. But one of those is, is giving leadership and serving opportunities. We want our children and our students to start serving as quickly as possible. So as soon as they're out of the elementary ministry, they're back in um, serving in children's classrooms. Uh, uh, we have students that are in, in the tech booth uh, in, in the main service. They run tech in our elementary ministry. Uh, we have students that, uh, that, that, that do all kinds of things on a Sunday morning, uh, first impressions, everything. Uh, and, so, uh, and so we want them to be a part of the church. That, that hey, church happens and, and we make a difference in this community and we make a difference on Sunday morning when, when guests walk through the door because you're a part of it. And we want them to feel that, not just that something's been put on uh, for them. So um, uh, we, we want them to have to answer a six-year-old's question. Right, we want them to pray uh, with someone who's struggling with drug addiction on the street. We want we want to challenge them with that, and so our students are also uh, constantly out looking for opportunities to serve in the community as well, because we want to push them. Right, we want them to have spiritual conversations with their friends, and then we be able to coach them on how to handle those difficult situations uh, while they are still in our youth group. Uh, and so we believe if they become leaders, you're not going to have to worry about what they're following. And so that's a huge part of our philosophy. Another key part to our philosophy is the idea of five voices. One of our student pastors is always talking about uh, this concept uh, that was, I believe, in a study that said that, that really a kid needs five additional voices besides their parents, all saying kind of the same thing so that, um, so that the, the message will really, 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 really uh, be solidified in their lives. And so for us, uh, one of those things could be forming a small group uh, of parents that all have kids or students the same age. See, at that point, you've got people kind of raising their kids together, that you've got them discussing certain things. And so uh, it cuts down a little bit on the peer pressure because you're working with other parents who are saying, hey, what, you know, there's this event coming up. Are you, you going to let your kid go to that? You know, so, so you don't get as much uh, of, well, you know, so-and-so's parents, is, they're, letting, they're letting them go. You know, so that helps a little bit. But also it's, it's like having additional, you know, the extra moms and dads around, right? Uh, the, 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 these kids are coming over to your house and your, your, your kids are going over to their house. And, and they're having the opportunity to also hear not just from their parents, but other people's parents uh, as well. Uh, also, their small group leaders are going to be a huge voice in their lives as well, right? Um, uh, volunteers that, that they serve with on a Sunday morning. So if you've got a, a eighth grader who's serving in the, in the three-year-old classroom on a Sunday morning, uh, that volunteer that heads up that classroom should not only be thinking about, okay, I'm serving these three-year-olds, but also think, man, I, along the way, as I'm serving side by side, shoulder to shoulder with, with this eighth grader, I want to make an impact 
on their life. And so I want to pour into them as, as well. The, the van driver on the student mission trip, the, 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 um, the small group leaders or host homes for a Disciple Now weekend or a, a student conference weekend, uh, the, all of those are different voices that can be put into a student's life that's going to help uh, influence them. Um, and so, uh, you know, we all know that sometimes kids will listen to other adults sometimes better than they'll listen to their parents. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that parents are still the, the primary uh, uh, spiritual influence, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but it helps tremendously when there are other voices saying the same things. And so um, th- this is one of the reasons that we're structured the way we are. Uh, we do not have a big youth service, so to speak. Uh, we have youth group night. Uh, there are some large group type things that happen, but for the most part, the main emphasis is on the relationship with the, with the small group leader. We, that's really what we want uh, to, uh, to, to emphasize. Um, and, so, and, and that's also why anytime a small group leader could step up each year with their kids and continue to, to, to have and build that relationship with them, that is absolutely huge. And that brings me to, to the last one. Okay, uh, really, really important piece of our philosophy, probably the most important part is, 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 to, is to partner with parents uh, because parents still are the number one influencers on their kids. Uh, no matter what you do uh, with, with all those other voices and that kind of thing, if the message is going a different way at home, then it's, not gonna, it's probably not going to stick. So we, wanna, we want to partner with parents uh, to, to grow children spiritually. So anything you can do to put resources in the hands of parents uh, parents um, that are going to help them have further conversations about what you're teaching at church uh, is going to make a massive, massive difference. Um, you can create a Facebook group with your parents in it, and you can post things there saying, hey, this week we're talking about this. Here's five questions you could talk about at the dinner table this week. Uh, and so there's, there, there are ways to put resources in their hands. Uh, you could have a parent meeting right before a kid's camp or right before uh, a student retreat. Uh, and, and you could say, hey, here's what your kid's going to be taught. When they get home, here's some follow-up conversations that, that you could have uh, with them along the way. Anything you can do to help parents reinforce what you are teaching is going to be powerful. And here's the thing about this, and you know this and I know this, right, is, is that you're helping parents with something that they don't feel comfortable with, right? So what happens is, is we, we as pastors, we stand up and we say, you need to be having uh, devotions with your family and you need to be teaching your kids at home and you, it's your responsibility. You're the primary, you know, and, and it's, that's all true. But, you know, picture a dad like thinking, okay, I'm going to get serious about this and it's time to sit down for dinner and we're going to have a spiritual conversation, dog, on it. And he just flips open his Bible and he's like, like, what, what, where do we start? <laughs> and yet you've got student pastors who get you know paid to uh, uh, hopefully uh, th- who get paid to focus on what do students need right now. And so just adding that little extra piece of and parents, here's your part that, uh, of the conversation that you could have with them as well. So you're spending all this time and effort thinking through what is it students need right now. And you've got an opportunity to just just pass on that extra information to parents and partner with them to make a massive difference in the kids' lives. One other thing to think about uh, is designing your children's and student ministries uh, uh, right from the beginning so that they are scalable. So what you are doing at one church or one campus when you first get started is something that could be done in many locations many campuses, many churches that have been started. Uh, just thinking through that from the start, if you're really going to multiply movements, 
then, then you got to think through those things uh, from the start. As we wrap up today, uh, I would encourage you uh, to, to really take these five things that we just talked about and sit down with your team and talk them through and say, where are we on this? Do we, do we have an answer to that? Do we know where we're headed? Do we know the main things we want to get across at each of these stages? Uh, and so uh, I would encourage you to have that conversation. And uh, to kind of go along with that, if you've never picked this up, I would encourage you to pick up Reggie Joyner's book, Think Orange. Uh, and read that as a team. I think that's going to really help you with this concept of how you can partner the church and the home together to make a massive difference. Well, as always, if today's content was helpful to you, I hope that you'll like, subscribe, comment, share uh, if you found it helpful. And then also, as always, make sure that you're shooting us topics that you would be interested in hearing in future episodes. Thanks for watching.